All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business of Love. I'm your host, Dan Lear, and I'm with my co-host in business and in life, Jennifer Lear. Hey, Jennifer. Hi, baby. <laughs> How are you today? I'm excellent. How are you? You know, it's not one of my best days, mm. but I'm holding steady. Good for you. Hold and steady. We we brought it up uh, on the way in here, yeah. so we're ready to go. Yes, 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 yes. What's going on with you? You look gorgeous today. You got a is that a new dress you have? Yeah. So <laughs> I was looking for a certain style of dress. I didn't find it in the stores, and so I thought, you know what? Amazon has everything. And so I went onto Amazon and I typed in exactly what I wanted. And guess what? They spit it back out to Boom. me. Boom. <laughs> and then it arrived on my doorstep. That's crazy. And so, yeah. So I, I wanted some wrap dresses that I, I love and I know is good for my figure. And um, so I looked up on Amazon. I found like three or four that I loved and for like 25 bucks. And so you don't always get that lucky, I have to say. Sometimes when you order stuff on Amazon, it may not fit that well. But this is like a stretchy fabric and something is mm -hmm. easy I knew I could throw on. And so this is great for travel and everything. And so ladies, if you want some of this fabulous wrap dress amazon's the place to go <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> well one thing people don't know about you is you're actually um a very thrifty shopper very yeah. thrifty shopper so there were so thrifty go ahead go ahead <laughs> no, i was gonna let you go and say but so thrifty. so thrifty that um there's been years where summer dresses uh, that she's worn are from Walgreens, 100%. and they look fantastic. I've never told anybody. No, <laughs> they're amazing. You would say, "Oh my God, where'd you get that dress? Like scream!" I'm like, "I bought it at Walgreens." Know, He's like, "Oh my God, only you." Not only so, you, yeah. you. You know what? All the ladies are in trouble after this. Though. I know, so sorry. <laughs> Although I have to say, Walgreens, Walgreens stopped their summer dress section, at least the cute ones. They must have changed distributors or something because I no longer can buy them at Walgreens, but I had a really great run for at least five years or so. That's good stuff. Yeah, it was amazing. All right. So. Well, today, Jennifer, today's a special day. Um, we have been building up some questions in our question bank that people are emailing yeah. us on our website. Yeah. And by the way, if you have a question, uh, you want to you want to, you want to propose a question, Jennifer, I just go to... Um, businessoflove.vegas that's businessoflove.vegas contact Janet, Dan or Jennifer send us a message and we will be we'll respond to it so anyway we've got some questions here and I thought I'd just um, we'll go through them and see if we can help some people out because the great thing about it is is that obviously this first question is from Cindy from Denver, but yeah. I'm sure there's other people that have the same question Cindy does. So. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, we get asked all the time. We get stopped, you know, like, <laughs> hey, we've got questions. You need to have like a call in. So we're going to figure out if we can get that done. But for now, we have these questions that people are sending in. And first one, Cindy from Denver. I just love your podcast and how you both communicate with one another with love and mutual respect. How can I get my husband to be more respectful when we communicate? I think that's a great question. And oftentimes, you know, we've talked about it in the past, like two different types of people, two different personality types mm -hmm. are communicating at different in different ways. It could be with different words, with different tones, different volumes. And, you know, so one person might be thinking that they're saying something loving and the other person is thinking that they're yelling at me and why are they so mad? You know, so there's there's all of those things. But, you know, without knowing the depth of their relationship, because I don't right. know the, the history, which... <clears throat> which is a conversation in itself. But what I know has worked for me, um, especially when I've had issues with um, not feeling respected when I'm having communication with somebody, it's, it, my husband or you know anybody in business at any time, are two things. Number one is to say, you know, I'd, 
coming to the person I, I love being able to talk with you and um, I, I enjoy our conversation and I really want to be able to get certain things across and hear your point of view on things and just oftentimes when when we're having communication I feel like you're not ha- you're not happy to talk to me or I, I feel like I'm I it doesn't feel good when I'm talking to you so I'd love to find a common way to be able to have conversation and let's talk about it mm-hmm. you know so oftentimes when you're coming from you know a, a side of communication um, or a side of you know respect and love and and how I feel this is this is how I feel when we communicate I'd love to you know really dive down a little bit deeper and see how we can you know come into something that is um, that is agreeable for both. You know, maybe we both have different communication styles. Um, but then there's also the time works. I don't know what her meaning is behind this. Exactly. Um, it could be truly like a sign of disrespect of, you know, somebody saying something to you that's disrespectful. Um, and I know oftentimes as, as women, we maybe don't say something in the moment and then we walk away going, oh my God, what just happened? You know, but when we can... When we can look at each other, I mean, we can look at ourselves and know in advance, like, okay, this is a potential, like this, this may happen because if this person's constantly treating me this way, one thing to to know is to kind of like prepave a situation, like, okay, I know he might come back at me this way. I then can say, you know what, that's inappropriate. Um, please don't speak to me that way. Let's try this one more time. Mm. Or maybe if you're not in the mood to talk right now, um, maybe I can come back later and we can have this conversation another time. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, and by the way, that's a good one. So if ladies, you're listening to this, say that again. Oh. um, Because you've used it on me before. Yeah, sounds like you're not in a good place to communicate right now. So why don't I come back later when you're in the mood or in a better better mood or in a better position to communicate? Mm. Um, That's Mm. always a great one because it could be that you're getting somebody at a really bad time or a really bad mood, but then you're also teaching them like, they might not know that they're being such a jerk, you know, when they're talking with you or being mean. So it kind of gives them a little yeah. nip of, yeah. oh, I need to check myself. Well, most people know when they're being mean. And so mm-hmm. I remember multiple times you've said that to me, probably not multiple, probably less than three that you've said that to me mm-hmm. in our 10 year career. <laughs> and so I remember when you said that to me, uh, I felt like, oh man, I feel like small, mm-hmm. like uh, undeveloped man, like, Oh wow! I guess I'm not able to speak with her, and that just that just made me want to 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 kind of turn around a little bit and be able to communicate. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like it's kind of like oh, I don't have the skills to get it done type thing. So, <laughs> it's you know interesting I mean? from a man's point of yeah, view. Yeah, because you flat out said, I guess you're not in the right place to communicate right yeah. now. You want to come back, and then when a woman leaves, yeah, I mean that just you know that's. That's that'll change a man's perspective. <laughs> interesting, interesting to hear it from your side. That's yeah, cool. so I mean, I love what you said, and I think I think um, I think that's great. And I think mm-hmm. you know, there's kind of two kinds of men here. So I'm just laying this out there. Yes. No disrespect intended, but there's a you know a developed man yes. that you could say that to, and then there's a man who's not as developed, who that wouldn't work with. Right. Right. And so they just don't hear that kind of conversation because they're not, uh, you know, has probably doesn't have. It's probably not an intelligence thing. It's just a social rounding type of thing, right. more like a just a personal development thing. So, um, can I add on this? Absolutely, to your, to, please to, do. So, Cindy, I don't know what your husband's like. So, I love what Jennifer said. And if he's maybe not the kind of guy who could hear that nice message that Jennifer said, you know, one of the things that I think is appropriate is just say, um, "Hey, by the way, if if you know if, if your husband's name is Robert or something, and you say, "Hey, Robert, can I ask you a question?" If one of your friends spoke with you like you just spoke with me, how, how would you respond to that? Mm, that's really good. You know, because guys, look, if, if a guy 
another guy talks to to me mm-hmm. disrespectful i'll say what the hell's going on with you mm-hmm. you know you know I, I i wouldn't say that but i just would like you know dude what's up yeah yeah probably come back at him a little harder yeah depending you know if they're friend if they're a friend right i mean somebody who didn't know you wouldn't do that yeah. but if it's a friend of mine and they're just like yeah. kind of being a dick yeah which you know it doesn't happen but if it did you're like dude you know see you later yeah so the point is is like guys don't have guy friends around that treat them like shit End of story. Guys have guy friends around that build them up or make them feel secure. So mm-hmm. that's a great question to ask a, a man. It's like, look, if you had one of your friends talk to you like you just spoke with me, would you want to keep that friend? That's a great way to put it. It is. So that they can really look at themselves at that moment. Yeah. Because see, kind of like, you know, it's, I'm not it just, you know, it's a 50-50 thing. You know, when you did it the first way, you know, the, there's a 50-50 chance the, the man yeah. is going to like spin it and depends on the man it depends on the man so what you said was great so i think those are two good options for cindy um to take a look at yeah and 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 as well as what you said so i mean i think that you know like i said it depends on the man and who he is Mm -hmm. um if it's an abusive situation that's a whole different story so you know being clear if it's an abusive thing and he's not somebody that you can talk to right um you know or things might erupt that's a time for counseling that's not a time for our podcast right that's that's (laughs) professional help i just want to be clear on that because that's that could be the case too so just to take precautions yeah. yeah, and I'm just talking to men, men out there, or women, it could be the other way around, where the woman's disrespectful, yeah. I don't know, but the point yeah. is, if I'm talking to those people right there who might be disrespectful, if your partner is, is not feeling respected, you know, two things are going to happen. Um, they're going to just take it, and then they're going to be less than they were when you married them, so they're going to be less of a human being, just kind of like a punching bag. Mm-hmm. You don't want that, because that doesn't make them happy, so you're, you're living with uh, someone who's not happy, or they're going to say, screw you and leave. So when you treat somebody like that, yep. you've got two choices that yep. are going to happen. Neither one of them are good. Yeah, two outcomes. <laughs> yep, neither one <laughs> Neither one would you like, yes. So, Cindy, good luck with that. I hope we yeah. could, helped you a little bit. <laughs> That's a tough one. It is a tough one. You know, like you said, you don't know her situation, so it's yeah. hard to say, here's what we do, because, yeah. you know, what, what does that mean? You don't know the context Level of, of respect, it. it could be, you know, what level is that, you yeah. know? So I've got a question here from Yolanda. Okay. From Orlando. She says, my fiance and I are planning our wedding and we're having difficulties coming to an agreement on what type of wedding we want. This never happens, huh, baby? (laughs) I want a more traditional wedding. He simply wants to share our vows and basically have a party. (laughs) (laughs) We are just getting started and I am coming undone with two exclamation points. She says, help in caps. So what do you think about? Yolanda there. Do you want to take that one or you want me to roll with that one? Oh, yeah, I think you can roll with that one. I can? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, again, that's a values, yeah. values thing because yeah. you and I, when we got married, you know, it wasn't yeah. my first marriage and, right. you know, we, we both were both worth 20, we weren't 23 years old. So it was like, okay, let's just, mm-hmm. so we had a, um, you know, we had a, but uh, it was my first marriage. It was so your first, you but know, the point is that we, we, we both agreed on what we wanted yeah. to do. Yeah. So we just had a, what do we have a minister or a preacher or a pastor yeah, we had a minister come in and marry us yeah, yeah. i just didn't know the name of it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so we had a minister come and then we had our kids mm-hmm. and then a photographer and that's it yeah yeah so there was five of <clears throat> uh four or five six of us at the wedding right yeah uh, you and i the um uh, you and me the t- our two kids and the minister and the photographer that's only five i think 
Is it? Yeah. That's no, that's six. Okay, maybe I got bad. I got <laughs> that's bad why math. the count. Oh my god. Um, um, but no, it's. But I think that you know when you when you talk about like my sister was just in this situation. My sister wanted a quick wedding, something cheap, inexpensive, you know, and let's have a party and move on because they were pregnant or they actually they had the baby already, so they they already knew they were going to be married. They had a baby, you know, and then the wedding was more of a finality. Uh, formality formality but you know it was definitely something that they wanted to do to 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 celebrate the union and he wanted a big wedding he's from a big family and his family wanted the wedding right and so you know i think when it i think there's a few different layers here so when it boils down to expenses so when it's this matter of expenses i think it's about time to um to really get real on what's more important to you you know and really having a talk whoever wants the um she wants the traditional <coughs> wedding he wants to share vows and, and have a party I think there's um, definitely some um, some uh, compromise that you can come to. However, you know if if her if her family's you know if she has the money and and, and right. her family has the money and she wants to have a big wedding and you know I have to say it really is about the girl a lot of the times. You know I mean it, it really is about growing up and having the wedding and um, and you know, having that moment. And so it's really it's really sitting down and going okay what are our goals for our marriage? Right. Right. Uh, if we don't have the money, where are we getting the money from? And right. what money? we have are we spending it on this or are we looking into buying a house or are we looking into right. saving it and moving down the future and what one of the things that you and I so we were older though yes so I mean clarifying that we I was turning 40 and you were 48 and so or turning 48 and so there there was some extenuating circumstances with us because we had experience and we understood that it's about the marriage not about the wedding you know it's about the marriage not about the wedding so you know coming into what what works financially, um, time-wise, and time investment-wise, and what works for the families. I think it's really about an open communication and compromise, you know, and yeah. working with each other. Yeah. I would agree with that right on. And it really yeah. depends. There's so many factors as well. Yeah. So I like this Q&A thing, but that, yet there's so many things. There's, yeah. you know, I yeah. wish I could actually talk to Yolanda here. Yeah. You know, if, if, you know, I don't know how old she is, and yep. if her parents are, they're, they're paying for the wedding. Right. Who cares? Exactly right. But you know, there's money involved, and there is an exactly issue. But right. she wants she wants a big wedding, so yeah. she's got the ability to put it together. Yeah. Then then whatever. Yeah. You know, I will say this, and, and again, this is just an opinion. Is that, you know, we have seen so many people get married and spend a whole lot of oh dough on gosh. their wedding, yep. and we've seen people get divorced in a year. Yep. Um, to the tune of seven hundred thousand dollars. You know, now that's an extraordinary situation. But the point is, is that you and I both know that. The marriage is not about the wedding. The marriage is about the union of the two people. Mm-hmm. So I, I just know that you and I could have walked across the street to the courthouse yeah. and we'd still be married today and happier than ever. Absolutely. But that's not everybody. Yes. So, I mean, yeah. everybody's different. I, you know, I guess it, it great, great, uh, uh, coaching just really you got to sit down and say what are your what are your goals what, what are our goals, what are what are our we, goals yeah and who is paying and you know how is the situation and let's look at money and be real about it yep. and you know quite honestly with with my sister you know when she asked me you know for some help as I've helped her tr- tremendously you know through her life and and happily so because mm, I an love understatement. her and <laughs> but in and so when she said that you know he he she was actually really cool she's the girl and she's the one that wanted something simple and he's the one that wanted the big <laughs> wedding and I said well great you know ask if his parents will pay because that's I think 
logical. Like, you know, let's talk about money. People are always afraid to talk about money. And, um, you know, really starting from there, I think, yeah. can help lay the foundation of where you want to go. And they figured it out. You know, I was able to contribute and everybody was able to contribute to make this union for this, you know, couple. And they are so happy and doing yeah. so well. And so, you know, that was great. But it's talking about your goals. I think yeah. that really helps. Like you said, value statement, you know, finding values. out the values, you know, what... So here's our, here's what Jennifer and I did. So we had a, a like we said, we just got together on our golf course yep. where we live. Yeah. Not on our golf course, but in, in an area, a beautiful area. We just did our vows, took mm -hmm. some pictures. Yep. We had some champagne. I guess I'd say you, I had some you champagne. You had some champagne. <laughs> <laughs> Unbeknownst to me. But, but yes. with them, what happened is, is so, you know, that, that was nothing. But then we had a party. Yeah. We had a party where we invited people from all over the country. Yeah. And the difference with that is, is, you know, from a, a cost perspective, because people just want to celebrate you. Yeah. You know? And so the whole sit-down dinner stuff and all that yeah. stuff, which is traditional. Yeah. And then people get hammered and they yeah. go to bed and they feel like crap the next day anyway for the yeah. wedding. Anyway, or whatever. We just had a party. Yeah. Well, and that comes from my side too, because I've, you know, as a singer, sometimes in through my career, I would sing at weddings and I'm like, oh my God, I can't handle another like dinner and then, and then welcoming the bride and groom and the wedding party and then the dance and the guard. Da, 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 da. I come from entertainment. So, yeah. you know, I'm like, I want to do something different and special. And, and, you know, I, people are not going to expect just the ordinary thing from me. So I kind of had a whole different flair that I was coming from and I wanted to do something cool and different. So we had a truly just had a party. Yeah. We had a reception. Um, buffet style, cool music, nothing formal. Everybody come and enjoy and celebrate. And then we had uh, we had a thirty minute such, uh, section where we did all of the cool wedding things, you know, where we had all the fun stuff. But you know, I have to say too, when I when I was at my sister's wedding. Um, it was really fun to see every little bit, you know, the garter, the 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 bouquet toss, the um, you know, the first dance, and you know, all those wonderful things in the union. So I think it's personal preference. You yeah. know, I didn't want to do it. I don't want to go through all that stuff. But it was it's fun to be at weddings that have that because you're seeing this beautiful right. couple join mm -hmm. in celebration, being witnessed by the family and friends. And yeah. so um, it really does come down to cost and effort, and right. looking at finances. Right. So. But we did all those things. We just did it differently. Yeah. yeah. And I do have to say to the guy here in the situation, if he doesn't want a traditional wedding, um, there's some things you need to compromise in. And if it works out financially and it doesn't strap anybody, give the girl what she wants. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> End of story. Angel says, give the girl, give the what, girl she what she wants. Awesome. Yeah. Let's uh, let's hear from Travis okay. in oh, Lawrence, yeah. Kansas. All hey, right, by Travis. the way, yes. you know where Lawrence, Kansas is? I don't. Lawrence, Kansas is where Kansas uh, University of Kansas is. Oh. So when I was playing basketball at Fort Hayes State, you know, Lawrence, Kansas was right down the road. So when wow. I got the, when we got this email, I was like, oh my God, Lawrence, Kansas. That's cool. <laughs> I had I'd never heard of it before. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, Travis. My wife and I have been married for six years. Overall, a solid relationship. Our son is about to turn two years old, and we are having major issues on discipline and rules. I know that's a broad question, yet do you have any suggestions for us to come together? So um, I'm actually going to turn this over to you because <laughs> you raised children and I did not, um, <laughs> and you were pretty amazing at it. And so I'd like to give this question to you. Oh, boy. Yeah, thank you. So Travis, um, two years old. <clears throat> Do you have any suggestions to come together? So I'm kind of reading between the lines here. Okay. And so I've, we've got friends that have similar situations mm -hmm. where like, you know, there's oftentimes a question about, um, how do you want to say it? Disciplinary measures, yes. right? Yeah. How to discipline yes. where some parents don't believe in any type of physical force and other parents 
don't believe in anything. They take yeah. timeouts or whatever they do. And some parent parents don't want to make anybody feel bad. Mm-hmm. So it's a very tough situation. I will say this. Yes. I will say this. <clears throat> Travis, and I don't know what your wife's name is, but if you don't do the work in the beginning, it's oh. never going to come out at the end. Yeah. So the point is, is that right now is the time to create the discipline, the respect, because if you don't do it now, you are done by the time they're six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and by the time they're teenagers, you're screwed. Yeah. So I personally, um, I think you got to sit down with your wife and talk about what is the, what would you like to see? Uh, I guess it's his son. We called him T2. That means Travis 2, I guess. Oh, okay. T2. Um, he, uh, you know, you got to decide what what is your goal, not your goal for your son, but what kind of person would you like to see your son to be? Okay. And if you say... I want a responsible person that's caring, that follows directions, that's responsible. If those are the things you want, which are skills of life, I mean, these are skills that make somebody successful. We, as the parents, are the ones that actually teach them those skills. So if you don't discipline, if you don't hold people responsible, if you don't you know, do the thing. Even at two years old. Well, whatever. I mean, it's, 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 you know, I don't know what that means, you know, but for instance, like when a two-year-old grabs your hair or hits you in the face Mm. and you laugh about it, oh, it's okay, baby. I'm telling you, it doesn't work that way Mm. because it's just like, when is it okay to hit your father or your mother in the face? Yeah, never. When is it okay to hit, hit your father or mother with a toy? Right. Uh, when is it okay to say no to your father or mother? Right. And so those are things that we really worked on. Yeah. You know, so there's ways to do it yeah. uh, without like the traditional spanking and mm-hmm. things like that. And I'll give you an example. Okay. okay, so this is for those people who are afraid of of um, touching your children. So one of the things that we used to do is, you know, it's law of association. If you don't if you don't believe that, that's how you train people. That's how you get things done. I mean, you think about dog training. They're either trained by pain or by pleasure, mm-hmm. right? They get bad dog and good dog, right? So what's the difference of a child? Right. It's teaching behavior. Right. So if a child does something incorrectly and they're too young to spank or something, what we did is we would, we would like grab their hand Mm -hmm. and just say, no, like squeeze it. Mm. So it was painful. Mm -hmm. Or I would just take this hand, their hand and go like that. So it's not like swatting somebody or hanging them, you know, by the hand and swatting their butt, but it's enough that they know that, oh, when I do this, I get my hand slapped or something like that because if there's no connection between the behavior and the result, the behavior continues. Got it. And if you think that doesn't work, you're on the wrong planet because that's documented. That's not my words. That's documented. That is human behavior. That is all types of behavior. It's called shaping behavior. So you don't have to have, you know, punishment stuff, but it's about, you know, as the kids get older, same thing. If you, you know, we hear it all the time from parents. Oh, well, you know. If you don't do this, I'm taking away your Fortnite. Right. Well, they don't do that and they still get their Fortnite. Mm. So all of a sudden they know their parents' words mean nothing. Right. So good luck with anything. So this is interesting. <laughs> I have to say, I don't know if this is the same thing with your parents, but um, when I got grounded, when and when it was like, you're grounded for six weeks, I was grounded for six weeks. I get it. Every single friend that I had around me they would get grounded and they'd be fine the next day. You're grounded for the week or for the month or whatever. And then they, they'd be off grounding, you know, or restriction, whatever it was at that time, you know, the, and I was like, oh my gosh, none of my friend's parents ever followed through with their punishment. Mm -hmm. And I used to remember being so jealous because I felt like their parents were more fun and were easier and, and better and whatever. And, you know, 
one of the things that I appreciate now as an adult is that my parents did stick to that because you know what? It kept me on the straight and narrow. I mean, I had my moments. I mean, I was, I did my stuff when I was young, but I made sure I never did anything that if I got caught, well, I did some of those things too, but um, I knew that if I got caught, you know, there, I would be in deep trouble. And I'm telling you, I was grounded for six months one time and I was, I was under restriction for six months, never stopped. And so, I mean, it set precedence in my life, right? Mm-hmm. It set precedence in my life. So yep. when I was in trouble, I was in trouble and there was no letting up. But it shaped me as a great adult. Right. Wonderful <laughs> adult. So. Yeah, and that's great. And same thing yeah. with me too. I, I had a, a, a strict upbringing. Um, yeah. My father, you know, was like many fathers that in, in my generation. Mm-hmm. You know, their, their fathers came from the Depression. Yeah. So they don't talk about things. They just tell you what to do and get it done or yep. else type yep. thing. So that's, that's kind of how I grew up. So... Um, get it done or you know yeah. basically you can't live here type yeah. thing so <laughs> yeah. all, all I know is that I had a lot of friends just like you who yeah. didn't have any rules and those friends right now are nowhere to be found yeah. struggling yeah. trying to figure it out and wondering why they're not successful and mad at the world and yeah. that no one gives them a break because they never had a taste of the real world uh, when they were growing up yep. so you know what Travis it's a tough one man that's a tough one I, I would say that the best advice for me is sit down with your wife and decide what kind of young man you want to develop, a man that's respectful, a man who's kind, a man who tells the truth, a man who follows through. And if you want to do those things, then you have to implement some type of discipline that's going to support those things. If you want to leave it to chance and you want to be their friend, uh, you're going to have more and more troubles than you ever want in your entire life. <laughs> and, and also, too, just to, to um, kind of on top of what you were just saying is he asked, you know, how can they come together as, as parents, you know, husband and wife? Um, I think, again, you know, talking about goals – and, and getting understanding with, with children and getting understanding. So if the wife isn't on board with discipline and understanding that, because that happens, right? Don't, you're, you're being too mean. You're being too strict. You're being too this. Um, what would you say about um, getting the partner on board with you? Like, did you, okay, so with your ex-wife, with the mother mm-hmm. of your children, yeah. um, she kind of understood the world that you were living in and the psychology behind it. Mm-hmm. But if she didn't, what would you have done to get her on board with you? Well, I would have uh, done my best to convince her by yeah. teaching her about human behavior right. and about how human beings and other mammals learn. Yeah. And so, again, this is not like an opinion. Yeah. This is a fact that's that's documented about behavior. So um, I wanted my son and my daughter to be responsible people yeah. that can take care of themselves and uh, are productive in the world and respect other people. And, you know, you know this. I mean, there was a couple of years where my kids didn't like me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't like me at all because I was the mean guy. You know, the yeah. guy that's always coming down on them, the guy that yep. is checking on their work, and the guy that's disciplining yep. them. Well, you know, here we are a few short years later. Daniel's 23 and Zoe's 21. Mm-hmm. And we are very, very close. Yes. And they thank me. Yes. For what I did, which yeah. is amazing. I didn't think they'd thank me till they were in their late twenties. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, me too. And yes, they see the, they recognize it now. Um, yeah, I think, I think making sure, making sure that people understand the consequences, like what they'll be like when they're ten and fifteen. I have a friend of mine that's going through that now. She didn't discipline um, her daughter early, and because of that, they're having a lot of problems. And yep. she's only seven. She's not even a preteen. Oh my god. <clears throat> so right. So there's there's a lot of that going on, and so it's really about doing the hard things, you know. And it's hard. And talk about that. Like, it's hard to do that. It is hard to do that. Hard to do to, to discipline people. Yeah, it's not fun. Well, it, you know, it's not hard. It's not hard. It wasn't hard to me because I know what's right. Right. I mean, I know where I wanted my kids to be, and I know that if I if I 
if I didn't follow through on my principles, yeah. then they were going to be not, uh, I'm not giving, I'm doing my kids a disservice yeah. if I let them just flow. Right. If I don't do what I know how to do, I'm doing them a disservice. Right. And I can be their friend and, oh, dad, you're so cool and all that. And meanwhile, they're living at my house with no job and, you know, that kind of stuff. That doesn't work. Yeah. And they all know that. Yeah. They all know that. They all know what's going on at my place. Yeah. They come to my, our house. They can hang out as, wa- as long as they want. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's not true now. Yeah. Because they're older. <laughs> yeah, but, no. you know, the deal is yeah. they're always welcome and they love to come home now. But um, it wasn't always the case. Yeah. But now... You know, Daniel is on his own, basically. He's yeah. 23. He's on his own. Yeah, very much so. And Zoe is a junior in college, and she's on her own. Yeah, very much It's incredible. So. And they're very respectful and great to people. I mean, they're incredible kids. They really, really are. Yeah. And um, one touch on my sister is that she, as a single mom, she had a baby very young, and and... I was always amazed by the mother she was because she did not let him get away with anything. She was very strict with him, and he was always in the corner. You know, he was, <laughs> you know God bless him, my nephew. Um, and but she was such a great mom that it made him into such a great. Um, at ten and eleven, he's so respectful. You know, right? So she really taught him, and she knew she was doing the hard work early, so she didn't have to do the more difficult work later on. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. So I guess you know, the, to sum that up is how do we, how do suggestions for us to come together. And the yep. suggestion is, is to get together and have a discussion about what kind of young man you want to raise. Yeah. And if you want a, a man that, a young man who's responsible, has a yeah. job, is self-sufficient, then you need to implement those strategies. Yeah. If you want somebody who is a, a, a parent, I wouldn't want to say a mama's boy, but a, a parent's boy yeah. that come, you know, always come back and needs everything and doesn't even know how to do anything on their own, then, you know, just keep keep giving them attaboys and, yeah. and letting them go. So it's really about what you want. It's It's... See, I took I took parenting really serious, like meaning like I'm I'm developing two young lives, and so how they felt about me was irrelevant, because I wanted them to be successful, not successful in making money, but successful in being able to manage their mindset and have a successful life. And I think teaching them that the, you know, the way the world works, Mm -hmm. things aren't always easy. Yeah, they understand that. So guess what? They're up for the challenge. Yeah. Versus babying them the whole time. Then they get out there and they get crushed. Yeah. And the world doesn't understand me. Yeah. And that's what's going on. I, I see a lot. I love so much. You did such a great job. Um, yeah. Both of you and ex- your ex-wife, their mom, you know, you guys did a great job when they were young. And, you know, you've done an amazing job um, in their young adult lives. So, um, Hey, take this next one from Gloria. Yeah. So, hey, Gloria from Toronto, Canada. I just love you guys. Thanks so much for what you do. Well, my husband and I have been married for eight years. We have had our ups and downs, yet overall our marriage is solid. I'm 35. My husband's 45. And I need more sex. Oh. This is from Gloria. Gloria. Um, It's difficult to communicate with him about that as he seems to take offense. Jennifer, what would you do? Oh, right to you. Oh, I know. Right to you. Oh, Gloria. (laughs) Um, So I think, well, first of all, what I always like to do is, is build up my partner, um, no matter what. Like anytime I um, want to bring something to my husband, I, I make sure that he knows that I love him, that I'm proud of him. And I, if it was a situation like this, that um, not knowing the circumstance, I don't know if it's medical. I don't know if it's stress at work. I don't know if it's just laziness. You know, like right. maybe he's just kind of, you know, sitting on the couch watching sports. Um, but I would... I would um, have a conversation, you know, and I would do it light in the beginning. So I wouldn't like, okay, we need to sit down and have something so serious because, you know, I know men are afraid of those things anyway. <laughs> um, but really just, you know, being like, there's a few, few different ways you can approach this. Um, number one is to 
um, number one is to, you know, really just talk about um, your husband, how, uh, like I said, how, how sexy you think they are. And um, gosh, I love spending time with you. And, you know. What so you- let's, let me just ask you a question. Yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting. But let's just say this is us right now. Yeah. Let's say that you're not getting enough sex. Yeah. How do you talk to me? What do you say? Well, I have a different relationship with you, right? For you, I say, baby, I want you to go take me in the bedroom right now. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's and I do it. Di- <laughs> that's different, you know, because, yeah. I mean, we just have the, such a great a line of uh, open line of communication. Yeah. Um, you know, but for somebody, I mean, you could do that. And just, I mean, what man wouldn't want their wife coming up to them and saying, I want you right now. Take your pants off. I mean, what man wouldn't want a woman to say I that to them? I don't know, man. I think Gloria... Gloria, holy cow. And Gloria, call me because we need to, I want to go some, through some, some role play with you. Um, but but really it's about, you know, I mean, just, you know, making sure that you're just, you know, hanging with your husband and, 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 and being light about it and say, baby, I know you probably have a lot going on at work and then we have a lot of stress going on, but you know what? I want you. I want, I want more of you. You know, I want to experience you. I want to feel you. Um, you know, really talk about what she wants. I mean, I think I, a lot of women have a hard time asking for what they want. And so it could be, this could be as simple as this, not talking to Gloria and not knowing your situation. Right. Maybe it's about asking for what you want, you know, and, and not, and, and being afraid that, um, t- to ask it. So, but having it, having, wanting him to be a mind reader and know that she wants more sex. And so really is it about, okay, Glory, do we need to work on you on about, you know, being able to be playful and ask for what you want, you know, um, and remembering how you were when you were dating, you know, right. were you sexy? Were you, um, did you have a flirtatious nature about you? Could you come up behind your husband and, you know, grab him, you know, around the waist and, and kiss his back and say, Hey, you know, do you have a few minutes, you know, or whatever. So it's being playful around it because yes, it's a serious issue, but um, maybe it's because she's approaching it too seriously. So is there a way to, you know, make it light and fun, you know, with that, but then, you know, but then also, you know, Gloria, I know you need to have your needs met and there, there are some, there, there are some serious situations here where um, maybe it's that you need to connect a little bit more, not she needs more connection with her husband and more intimacy, um, which helps create that. So maybe it's a date night, you know, setting up like baby, Hey, I've got I'm making dinner for you. It's going to be you and me. Got the kids with a sitter and you and I are going to um, have some time together and then, you know, connect that way. So maybe it's getting him in the mood. Maybe it's making, you know, and then while you're in the act of something, because I've, I like this too, and I've done this with you. Um, you don't know it or not, but I've done this with you to where, um, I, I make a great um, environment. We make love. We're in bed, and 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 I say, let's do this more often at this time. Like, let's make an agreement. We just had so much fun. Let's do this at noon, at because you know that was my time, <laughs> and um, <laughs> let's or one o'clock, whatever it was, you know. But let's do this, um, you know, at at noon, you know three times a week or twice a week or whatever would work or a schedule or whatever works for somebody's schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, let's find time for us because it's so important. Cause oftentimes when you relax, you're in the place that you can have a conversation, you know, showing him. So yes, it's a long game. It's not one conversation. It really is about pre-planning, but let's face it, ladies, men's ego. I think you need to have some pre-planning yeah. and it's okay. So I don't want you to think that you have to go and have this one conversation and all of a sudden things are going to be fixed. Sometimes it's premeditated, you know, sometimes it's manipulated in a good way. Yeah. Right. But it's really about showing, 
showing the man um, that you think he's sexy, that you um, stroke his ego a little bit, you get him into a right place, and then you get him to agree. So there really is thought with this. It's not just one conversation. So I think that oftentimes women think that they just want to approach something and just talk about it, but you just can't go there. You really have to kind of find the back way in. It's like, you know, <laughs> finding a, the way to a man's heart is with the stomach or, you know, whatever you know to do for your man, get him there in that way. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, it does. And that's great advice. And I just know um, from a man's perspective, yeah. you know, I think that men, again, that's not something men talk about a lot. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of locker room talk. Right. There's not a locker room talk. There's yeah. not a lot of locker room talk about, oh, my wife wants sex too much. Yeah. But do you know I have a f- I have several friends who well, have had know, that issue? You know I've heard about it yeah. many times. Yeah. And I know your friends that have it. Yeah, well, no, no, <laughs> several male friends that have, they're like, oh, my wife wants more, you know. Oh, and it's an interesting thing. Yeah. It's, it's a fascinating thing. It really, really I think is. a lot of men would like to have their number. I know. <laughs> Seriously, I know. It's usually the other way around. Right. Sure. Well, no, I for mean, sure. it's just, it's just, so I guess what I'm saying, men, are, men, uh, from my experience, just from this little, you know, men don't talk about the fact that they don't want to have sex or their wife wants too right. much sex because I know that it makes them feel less than. Yeah. So maybe they've got issues. You know, maybe they've got some issues mm. that maybe there's more issues than Viagra can solve. I don't know. Yeah. So because if it's just a... Uh, an erection issue, obviously that can be fixed, so that's not a big deal. Yeah. So there maybe there's something else. Yeah. I mean, there could be other stuff that's way deep down in there that they don't know about, but which, you know. Yeah, it could be psych- psychological things. There could be, I mean, in a lot of, sh- they're young now, so this wouldn't probably pertain to them, but, you know, oftentimes when you're over 50, medication comes into play. Yeah, so, yeah. right, blood pressure, all those things that decreases a man's sex drive and ability to have an er- erection, there's all that, and that's a psychological oh, ego yeah. screw for, for guys, which I feel so bad for, you know, because it's not, you know, it's, it's not them. It's not who they really really are yeah. and so there's there's some decisions there to be made yeah. you know, at some point so. i have a different strategy for uh, gloria tell me so you know i don't know but you know gloria if your man is interested in something maybe he's a gamer maybe he likes sports maybe he likes music just make a deal say hey um sunday let's just say hypothetically it's football maybe he <laughs> loves football on sundays you know and he loves to watch football all day so yeah. hey look you want your full day football we need to have sex in the morning pre-game and uh, then you can watch NFL today and do your thing, and you won't see me the rest of the day. You know, it's almost like, <laughs> so, I mean, look, she's not she's not seeing him anyway. <laughs> that could be a strategy. For I'm sure. telling you, if yeah. look, guys are so simple. I mean, look. Yeah. I was kind of coming at the same angle with a date night. I didn't make a deal though, but yeah, definitely like. Well, here's what we want. We want both partners to say, "I want to have sex." Right. Or I want to be intimate. You don't want to do it because you're obligated. Right. But the guy now he feels obligated because she just asked him and for something's not going on there. So Well that's why I said like do the do the back way around, you know. I get it. I have get a romantic it. night and get him in that same place, you know, get him aroused, get him in that place, and then have the conversation. Like, let's do this more often. How can I get you here? I get it. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out because, yeah, you know, if man- somebody said like, I'll make a deal with you. And like, if you have sex with me in the morning, I don't know if I could like turn it on. I mean, I'm a woman. Well, guys it's different. Can. Guys can. Yeah. Can? So you can, can say you that to really? a guy. Of course. That's amazing. Yeah. It's trust. You know, wow. guys don't look, all they need is uh, the wind to blow, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, awesome. women definitely have to, you know, have to have the right, you yeah. know, the stars have to line up and everything, yeah. you know, especially as we get older. <laughs> Mercury yeah. retrograde and all that oh, stuff, yeah, and then we're gonna it. have sex. But um, mm-hmm. guys are different. So, I, wow, Glory, I don't know, but um, that's a problem that uh, that uh, I think a lot of women wish they no the other way around. <laughs> yeah, a lot of men wish they had. But I, I hope one of these 
solutions works. You know, yeah. we're kind of going through several different options because we don't know the background story, but hopefully some of this stuff works. Again, you know, a gist out of community. Because here's what's going to happen, Gloria and your husband. You know, either Gloria's going to get her needs met or she's going to push away. Mm-hmm. And obviously she's going to satisfy her needs some another way. Oh, she's going to go somewhere else and satisfy her needs. Yeah. So, you know, there's, you got to figure this out. Yeah. Yep. You got to figure that. this out because everybody's got needs. And that's kind of the, you know, when I was doing those, um, events for women all, all over the, yeah. the country with Mike. Um, you know, we talked about sex expectations and, and, you know, sexual drive, you know, yeah. cause there's, you got to get together when you're, when you get together as a couple, you got to talk about your expectations for sex. And we call those I sex expectations. I still don't like that. I, I didn't like it when you wrote it and I don't like it today. I do. I don't because, um, Things change. They do change, but that's the conversation. But when you get into it from the start, and yeah. here's where we are, yeah. you know, then you can communicate. Yeah. I mean, if you have that conversation about sex in the very beginning, yeah. that means that you're communicating, yeah. which most people don't do. I guess so, but I just, I've never liked that chapter in that book because I thought it was like, it just, oh, just like, okay, we're having sex three times a week, so this is what I want. I want it three times a week. I would feel obligated, like, oh, it's Monday. I got to make sure, or oh, it's Friday. Shoot, well, I haven't gotten my three it. times. It's not like that. Oh, it's not? Okay. I don't think it's scheduled like that. I'm just talking about people, when you're dating, you know, yeah. look, you know the deal. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's human nature. Yeah. They're dating, it's hot and heavy, and they're yeah. going at it, and, you know, a few years later, you know, they're, slowing down winking at each other from the other side of the room but there's nothing happening Uh you know some person you know one might be satisfied and one's not so i think it's just about communication definitely about communication so well anyway gloria i don't know if this is better or worse but (laughs) i don't know if we helped you or not but anyway ladies and gentlemen this is our q a session today i'm excited about it uh please if you have any more questions go to our website uh, businessoflove.vegas that's businessoflove.vegas send us your questions and also make sure you take a look at our Vegas weekend getaway it's our love retreat people are coming in for two days going through two days with Jen and I on how to communicate how to set up success game plan how to, how to find out love strategies it's absolutely incredible so if you're looking to level up your relationship or really start off on the right foot uh, go to the website check it out so Jennifer yes Great job today. Thank you. You too. That was fun. Yeah. You got some great advice. So oh, hopefully, so uh, hopefully these, these are people are, we can help them here. I so, so. <laughs> anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been great. Jennifer, you're awesome. So thanks for tuning in. And until next time, this is Dan Lear from the business of love. See you later. Hey.